Hello and welcome once again to another episode of the Help on the Way podcast, where we are featuring October 11th, 1977 from the Lobel Noid Center at the University of Oklahoma. You, you, you said that exactly wrong. It's the Lloyd Noble Center. Oh, what, what did I say? Noble you Lloyd? Noble Lloyd. <laughs> I, you know what? It should be the Noble Lloyd. You gave Lloyd. that guy a lot more credit. Than... I believe it's pronounced Nobel, like the Peace Prize. Oh, the, the Nobel Prize? Isn't that how it's pronounced? The Lloyd, the Lloyd Nobel Center of the uh, yes. University of Oklahoma. Uh, I am your co-host, The Game, here with my fellow co-hosts, Knob and Fig. Uh, let's go ahead and give them a nice warm welcome from Fig's technical issues this evening, boys. Welcome. It a seems nice like my warm welcome from Fig's technical issues. <laughs> it seems like my five band is not working, so my two point four band is uh, the help on the way that we all needed tonight to get this recorded. Nice. nice. Yeah. That's the name of the show. Yes, it is. Wor indeed. Worst comes to worst, you could have jumped on the old nine hundred megahertz span and you got on your oh. old telephone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dial in uh, with the uh, AOL. Exactly. Yeah. Um, this week on our Channel 6 segment is nothing. We do not have a Channel 6 news segment this week simply because there is no Channel 6 news. Uh, yeah. The jam band world is um, working Sleeping. like little worker bees and getting ready for spring and summer tours. However, we do have a special little... Um, a segment, uh, and I'm going to hand this off to Fig uh, f to allow him to explain it. Go ahead, Fig. Okay, so I don't have it fully fleshed out in my mind, um, but the way this is going to work is we're essentially going to riff off the uh, jam base um, has been filling in the, the gaps here, uh, just like college basketball does when in the, in the sleepy uh, spring season when there's not much uh, exciting sports happening. Um, just just like college basketball heats up, uh, Jambase decided to kind of heat things up and do a uh, their own bracket. And what they decided to do was a bracket comparing uh, Grateful Dead cover songs. So they have a Grateful Dead covers tournament, and they're well on their way to figuring out the, uh, I guess, greatest Grateful Dead cover. So what I thought would be fun for us to do here on this show, and we'll see how it goes... Um, is I'm going to uh, put the brackets into our little Discord chat, and we're going to talk about you know what we would pick if we had our druthers, and then I'll put round two in, then I'll put round three in, and then we'll we'll kind of uh, make our reactions. So does that sound good, fellas? Yeah. yeah. All right. So bring up your Discord chat because I'm going to pop that into uh, this is round one. So round one, uh, I think I know how the first one is going to go. It's me and my uncle versus Baba. Tomorrow never knows. I mean, number two, I know your writer. Oh, and by the way, Baba is uh, the number 16 seed. So just barely squeaked into the dance. Yeah. Um, or is the dance the final four? I don't know. Number, I guess the I, second matchup. Nob, do you know? I, I know Bob O'Reilly's already last, but number 16 still feels too high for it. Um, and I just need to vocalize they, they probably that. They could have come up with something better. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's kind of a joke. Number two is I know you, Ryder, versus you ain't woman enough. Uh, any thoughts about that one? Um, 
I like is that. Loretta Lynn? Lynn? Is that who that is? Yeah, uh, You Ain't Woman Enough is fun. It just didn't, you know, when you're comparing it to I Know You Rider, which stuck around for pretty much the entirety of the Grateful Dead's playing together. Sure. Uh, it's hard for me to vote for the other one, but... Yeah, it's a little... The, I mean, you know, it, without knocking on the premise of it too much, it's kind of like, yeah. I Know You Rider is prominent because of the Grateful Dead. I don't know who sure. wrote I Know You Rider. Uh, you Ain't Woman Enough, you know, it's a Donna Jean specialty. Um, yeah. I can see why it's a 15 seed. All right. Uh, number three, Not Fade Away, Going Down the Road Feeling Bad versus Broken Arrow. I mean, I don't think we've ever said a nice thing about Broken Arrow on this yeah. show, so why mix yeah. that up now? I'll yeah. vote Not Fade Fair. Away. All right. Uh, fourth round, or I guess fourth uh, matchup here. Good Lovin' versus Dear Mr. Fantasy. Ooh. And Fantasy this comes is... in as the 13 seed. This is like the first hard one I'd say we encounter, yeah. in my opinion. I don't think my, it's hard. My gut says, dear Mr. Fantasy, but, you know, we're all Brent boys here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we would all agree if dear Mr. Fantasy would win that one, right? That's where yeah. I go. Yeah. Good mean, good yeah, good loving. Yeah, good loving. Good loving's like one of those fun party songs at the end, you know? And yeah. Yeah. Uh, different Different songs. All right, That's we got Promised Land versus It's All Over Now, Baby Blue, another favorite of the show. Uh, I'm once again going for the underdog 12 seed uh, of It's All Over Now. Yeah, Promised Land is fun, but I've never, I've never heard a Grateful Dead Promised Land that makes me go, holy shit, you guys have to listen to this Promised Land. Whereas Baby I feel... Blue, I've heard some really good Baby Blues over the years. I feel like the seeding of this could be better. Well, I mean, the seating's made up, right? Yeah. I guess, yeah. Um, Are you telling me that Promised Land did not win more college yeah. basketball games than It's All Over Now, <laughs> Baby Blue? All right, maybe we should, maybe we should just end like this segment. It's become too silly. To me. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. All right, so let's keep up the pretension here. Yeah. I didn't know Promised Land was a cover. I will. Yeah, it's a Chuck Berry tune. Well, well, it sounds like a Chuck Berry tune. Yeah. Um, all right, we got Big River into Cold Rain and Snow. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. That's a real tough one. Is I'm it surprised though? Big River is seated as the higher one of the two, truth be told. Yeah, it's, yeah, I yeah. I, agree with that. I like them both for different. Like I, regardless of the season, I still think I'm going to vote or seating. Sorry, I, this shows how much I uh, I watch college basketball. Um, but I do think I'd go Big River here just because it. Genu generally gets better performances out of the band. Yeah. That's for me. I would See, do I think I, I, I would go Cold Rain. Yeah, it, this one is, this is probably the toughest this one is for me. One. I think before this podcast, I would have gone Cold Rain, but I've mm. come to appreciate Big River because of how it rings out the talents, the various talents of the band. Yeah, um, as a solo vehicle, it's just hard to beat Big River. Oh, yeah. And Jerry's just on another level for Big River. Yeah. Um, I would go Big River. All right, so we have a little split there. All right, the seventh game, fake game here, is uh, Love Light versus Morning Dew. Uh, I don't know why Morning Dew is the lower seed here. Yeah. I, I think Dew is the obvious answer here. Though, you know me, I do love my 35-minute Turn On Your Love Lights, where Pigpen... Says a lot, but at the same time, okay. very Ooh. little. 
Yeah, I, I'm going to go for Morning Dew as well, but I really feel like Dew should be like the number one seed. I, I'm surprised that Dew is not way higher than it is in terms of the well, seeding, because that feels like an it obvious It won fewer fake basketball games. That's true. That's true. It, it does really well in the first half, but the defense gets a little tired in the second <laughs> half, and the other teams usually are able to, to make up the difference. Sometimes it just gets up and flies away. It needs focus nice. is the problem. Nice. Um, all right, then the last... Often gets caught traveling. Last fake matchup. Uh, as it walks out in the morning, <laughs> too. Um, <laughs> sorry. I had to get that joke nice. out of my system. I'll be quiet now. I loved it. All right, and we got Samson, which I did not know was a cover, uh, versus Don't Ease Me In, which I did not know was a cover. I would go Samson here. Uh, I do love a good Don't Ease Me In, but... You know, it's a much uh, shorter, so it's it's more of a, an appetizer compared to the full meal that Samson so often is. I don't really rate those two particularly high, but I would go with Samson as well. See, I think I would go Donies again. Sure. I nice. I would literally go whole right side of the bracket from Dear Mr. Fantasy. Mm. All the way through, don't Whoa. ease me in. You're not, you're not rooting for our our friend Broken Arrow. No, <laughs> but, but Broken Arrow is definitely gonna 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 go down in in, in its matchup. It's, but no, I don't, I don't see it. Making Broken Arrow does not deserve now. to be in the in in the tournament. <laughs> no. Um, all right, so here's what we're gonna do now. Mind you, what happens at this point was that uh, I guess Jambase fans and people who read Jambase voted on who they want to win. So it was not like fake basketball or anything. It was actually yeah, democracy in action. So now we will, I'll put round two up into our little uh, Discord podcast and we will react and create good hashtag content. Okay, so we have uh, first game me and my uncle versus uh number eight samson and delilah so samson beat don't ease me in me and my uncle beat baba obviously i think you I think go I uncle go there samson here wow wow you're gonna leave your dead ass there on the side of the road i know yeah. well maybe i'm just jealous because my cowboy song wasn't even considered but uh, it did get caught in a major doping scandal uh el paso <laughs> um wait now is el paso a cover I guess oh, yeah, yeah. it's a Marty Robbins tune. Oh, yeah. It's on uh, like, the same album as Big Iron. Like, for real, like, how is that? I, I know this is a fake game with fake seating. <laughs> but, but I'm getting but, just as invested as in real college basketball. Yeah, I'm yeah, getting so. pissed right now. Like, like how is that not? Here. How is You Ain't Woman Enough on there? And fucking because, El Paso's not. Got, how is Bob oh, over? I'd take I take any of the the other Vince like Beatles covers over Bob O'Reilly. Tomorrow never knows. Give rain? us at least and yeah, Rain. I would probably uh, I wouldn't put it over me and my uncle, but I'd I'd enjoy listening to it twice. Ugh. Ugh. And El Paso was one of those songs where it's like I love both versions. Yeah, I love the original and I mean El Paso is obviously an oversight. But it was the doping scandal, right? It's true, it's true. Uh, yeah, let's just blame it on that. Uh, okay, so Ryder beats out You Ain't Woman Enough, not a surprise. Do upsets Lovelight, which is not a surprise in my book, but I think someone here said Lovelight. I like when they're 45 minutes long. Um, 
So yeah, Ryder I... versus Do. That's a that's a hard one. It is, and especially this is going to be my music theory geek coming out here, but they're built around the same chord progression, which makes this so funny to me. Do you like it faster in I Know You Rider or slower in Morning Dew? Um, you just blew my mind there, sir. I had I never made that connection. There's a couple of differences, but they, they are right. fairly similar chord progressions throughout. Huh. Uh, I, th- I think I'm going to go Rider here. But I've just well, always... okay. Are you are you going to go China Rider or are you just going to go Rider? I mean, that's I a, that's Rider. an oversight I mean, to think too. Yeah, but China Cat is a Grateful Dead original, so you can't oh, yeah, put that of as course. the best cover. Um, yeah, I do think I would go with even standalone. I know you, Rider, over Morning Dew. But don't they play Rider standalone, kind of like in a country twang? Yeah, well, and the early, early ones, they do it with, like, that 60s garage rock kind of sound. It's very interesting and different. Uh, I'm glad it didn't stick around, but it's always a fun listen once in a while. I mean, that's the other problem with this is, uh, like, what are we talking about? You know, for a band that prided themselves on never playing the same song twice, uh, it's kind of hard to... Yeah, keep this premise up, but let's keep yeah, let's sure continue because we get we're just very in round best, two. Here. I think if you put the very best rider next to the very best morning dew, I'd probably go with dew. But I think in general, I like rider more. But it's like you're saying it's I weird. Think, I do think dew does more for the set. Sure, like I think dew has a better place in what what the band tries to do night in night out. Um, do the dew game. Uh. I think I'm going to go with I Know You, Ryder. Wow, okay. Yeah. I'm taking that as a win. All right, well, you'll see. Uh, all right, we got Fade Away, uh, g- slash Going Down the Road Feeling Bad, which I'm not sure why they decided to combine those two. Because those um, got put together in 71 a lot. 72. I wonder uh, if there's some sort of, like... No, there's not. I, was, like, I thought that maybe there's some other kind of uh, qualifier here. For for this, but you know, like maybe it's like a you know from a certain year, but but we have uh, Bob O'Reilly, <laughs> you know, kind of later yeah. ones, dear Mister Fantasy. So no, that's not it. Okay, so it's uh, not fade away, going down the road, feeling bad versus cold rain and snow. Ooh, I know I voted against cold rain and snow last round, but I actually do think I'd go with cold rain and snow this round. I'm a mess of contradictions. Um, I could give a shit about not fade away, uh, mm-hmm. but I really do like going down the road feeling bad. So, yeah. um, I'm gonna go that way. I'm gonna go with the not fade away, going down the road feeling bad section. I think I would agree with you, just for not really because I like those songs that much, but you know, Cold Rain Snow is like it's kind of garage bandy and. You know, it's just a song, but "Not Fade Away" is part of the thing. You know, part part of the whole package with the Grateful Dead. Um, and again, it was you know, yeah, "Not Fade Away," going down the road feeling bad. I had a really nice spot at the end of second second set, and you know, kind of let everybody know that hey, it was time to you know, sober up and go home. <laughs> um, you know, with a feeling of you know love and camaraderie. So I'm going to go with that one. Um. All right, and now this one's gonna be hard for. Oh, this one's gonna be really hard for 
uh, game. It's uh, it's all over now, Baby Blue, which I think is one of your favorite Dylan covers it, versus Dear it, Mr. It Fantasy. Um, I want to go Fantasy um, just because they played that more. Um, I feel like It's All Over Now, Baby Blue was only in the rotation for a short period of time. And while it was great, and it was, and it's good, well, great and good mean pretty much the same damn thing, but um, I think Dear Mr. Fantasy was around longer, uh, and therefore that's going to get uh, the vote on my side. No? Uh, I like Mr. Fantasy more. So I'm going to go with Dear Mr. Fantasy. I'm going to go with Baby Blue. Uh, it's my favorite mm-hmm. of the Dylan covers, and I always really like it as an encore. I mean, I, I really like it when it's an encore. Probably my favorite encore. All right. So um, we have a third round, which is only... So it's the, this is the final four. So this is, you know, some big stuff. People's brackets are already probably ruined. Uh, we have me and my uncle beating out Samson and Delilah. And we have... Dear Mr. Fantasy beating out Baby Blue. So that's that's uh, number one. That's the first game. And then the second game is Not Fade Away, Going Down the Road Feeling Bad, which beat out Culver and Snow. And Do beat Ryder. All right, so Uncle versus Fantasy. What are your thoughts? How, how has Uncle made it this far? I have I don't nothing know. against me and my <laughs> uncle as a song. I think it's a fun one. I think the dead do it really well. They say it ass. Is same three-minute version every single time. <laughs> it's good. I would not put it in the final four. They say ass. It's Swear great. Cool. I love when the Grateful Dead say curse words. You know me. I love when they put Truck in and Warfrat in the same show so Bobby gets to say the F word twice. But <laughs> I would not... I don't know how me and my uncle has made it this far. And for that reason and many other additional reasons, I'm voting for Mr. Fantasy. Uh, same fantasy for me. Um, I would do fantasy. You made a compelling case, Mr. Knob. Thank you. Um, that's your father, excuse me. Um, not fade away versus morning dew. This is not the greatest, uh, final four. Yeah, I'm going do here again. Funny that now we're rooting for the, uh, the lower seeds pretty consistently here. Yeah, I'm going with do over, not fade away. Um. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna go the same. Um. Do while I I I probably enjoy more of the going down the road feeling bad. Uh, do's just a just a heavy hitter. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, do do yeah. wins that for me. The other thing is, Uncle comes in as the number one spot. <laughs> I know, I that's just, what's... I wonder about. if it's yeah. based on how many times it was played. Because oh, yeah. Uncle is Uncle played, was played a lot. I think Uncle was, like, the most. Yeah. Like, you know, aside from drums in space. That's um, it, yeah. Oh, maybe you're right. That's interesting. That's very that's interesting. Um, okay, yeah, there's, clearly we should have probably read these um, <laughs> uh, articles a little bit better. All right, so I'm going to go with Fantasy. I'm going to go with do... Here is the final. Let's see. It's it's Fantasy Uncle versus, versus Do. What? 
Uncle, How? <laughs> Uncle survived another fucking round. Are they shooting the other players in the legs? What's going I mean, on here? You come in as the number one seed, you know? You go, for the, go for the crown. Gotta just, go hard. Just wait till me and my uncle... Like the Washington Generals. Just wait till me and my uncle take down the uh, number 10 seed no, Morning Dew in the final. No, it cannot oh, be yeah. Morning it Dew. It's gotta no, be Dew. I refuse yeah. to accept that. Well, Nob, you know, this This is a democratic, you know, um, situation here. You you can be the change you want to see in the world. Go on Jambase, make your vote count, vote for do, do the right thing. Nice, nice. Uh, and that's all we got. So next week, uh, actually, probably by the time that this airs, people will know um, if you want to do some research. But we don't know. Uh, we really hope that it's due. Um, and that's it. That's That's the bracket. I'll pass it over to my friend, Game. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to our main event of the evening, which is, of course, October 11th, 1977, at the Lloyd Nobel Center at the University of Oklahoma in Norman, Oklahoma. Um, And as the youth of America say... Uh, in today's days and age, this show was, and I quote, a heater. Well, we uh, have a Youth of America on the podcast <laughs> right now. Nob, is that what the Youth of America says? Heater. Oh, once in a while. I I, uh, I haven't heard that one a lot in a while, but you, you hear it thrown out from time to time. In the same yeah, vein game, as, still as cool. Banger. Uh, <laughs> no. I... The kids, re- nope. the kids reference our podcast all the time. So if game <laughs> brings back heater, heater's coming back. We yeah. have a we have a TikTok following. Um, We've got a big TikTok following. No cap. Boom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, once again, it was in the uh, Lloyd uh, Noble Center, University of Oklahoma, October eleventh, nineteen seventy-seven. Set one uh, opened up with help on the way. Slipknot, Franklin's Tower. Then we got Jack Straw, Peggio, El Paso, Sunrise, Deal, and Let It Grow. Fig, what were your thoughts on set one? Sloppy, uh, to start out. Uh, And I'm a 77 guy, uh, certainly more spring 77. Uh, Fall 77, I'm not as familiar with. uh, So I was happy to get the year, um, you know, for this week because... You know, obviously, we don't get to choose what we listen to. Everything's randomized. I have a spreadsheet that tells us what we listen to. So we got in October '77. I was like, "Let's hear this. This this, this has to offer." Um, it was an interesting show. Uh, generally, if you like long, grooving Grateful Dead songs, you're gonna love this show. Um, there wasn't, there weren't many songs, but they were all long and just hit hit grooves of, in my opinion, varying um, interest. Um, and I was actually surprised um, that game, you know, you can shy away from a lot of some of the long songs, but I, I understand that you like the show. Uh, and not to say I didn't like the show, but I did not like Help Slip Frank. I thought this was slop. Mm. Um, we have a comment uh, saying that this is the last Help Slip Frank for some time. We'll get there. I'm not going to uh, say the whole comment at this point. But I can tell why it was the last Help Slip Frank uh, for a while. The band just seemed like they were just, you know, doing like a minute problem or something. Like they were not into it. Uh, Franklin's was went for a very long time, but like the rhythm felt off. It felt like a march. Like it wasn't like 
you know loose and and kind of dancey. Um, they they kept, the band kept coming back to this kind of triplet feel. They did this for Franklin's and they did it um, somewhere else. Uh, I'll get to I think maybe. Well, yeah, you're right. Da, da, da. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. It was deal. Thank you. Um, and that was kind of interesting. Um, we get into Jack Straw. I thought it was a really nice, powerful version. So you know, Jack Straw could act as a set opener, right? So I almost kind of view this as them kind of hitting the restart button on the set. Uh, and it was a great version uh, up there with other 77 versions of Jack Straw. Peggio was slow. It had a lazy backbeat. It was, you know, kind of a relaxed version of Peggio. And I actually kind of liked it. And we get El Paso, uh, jaunty with good dynamics. Jerry was shredding throughout. Um, I thought this was a good paradigmatic El Paso. Looking forward to what Nob has to hear about it. Uh, Sunrise say, is one... I, 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 we've been talking to each other for too long because jaunty with good dynamics sounds like that is my note. What well, is that? Uh, is that? Did you literally I mean, that's write just that how down? How I talk at this point, doing this well, podcast. Yeah, and we talk to each other. Once hit one a week, of my so. fun words for fun and mention the dynamics. That's that's a knob opinion right there. Anyway, yeah, I, I was definitely channeling my my inner knob there. Um, good. Yeah, so hopefully I don't I don't ruin it for you know you're 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 part of the show. No, but yeah, no. uh, Sunrise. Uh, so this is Donna Jean, you know, original. And usually I like it. It's very proggy and it's, uh, you know, kind of interesting to see what the band does with her uh, musical stylings. But this one was just fine. Nothing really caught my ear. It was a decent Sunrise. It came and went just like the Sunrise does. Uh, and then we get to, to Deal. Uh, this was a good version. Uh, had a fun triplet feel. Uh, it was Don't You Let That Deal Go Down, 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 Don't You Which is. Yeah, which was cool. Yeah, you know, it was the seventies, and that, that's the way things were back then. Uh, and then we got to grow. Uh, so this show, well, part of the show is on Road Trips Volume Two, Number One. Okay, I thought it was actually the whole show was Road Trips Volume Two, Number One, but it wasn't. They featured Let It Grow, and they featured Helps with Frank. They should not have featured Helps with Frank, in my opinion, but they absolutely should have figured should have featured. Let it grow. It was actually the first song um, on the on the CD, um, which is weird that they went out of order. But anyway, uh, just some thoughts. I, I wrote, "God, I love this song. It's so proggy and so good. It's dead at their most technical and best. Uh, great drumming, Tom work from, I'm guessing Mickey. Uh, this was an awesome grow. Just uh, it's just kind of zooming along. Um, really fun way to end the first set, which started." not great at all and then ended really good so i'll kick it over to knob hopefully i didn't take away his his magic words i don't know um i've got a lot of very similar opinions to yours but a couple of disagreements um i definitely agree with you on this help slip franklin uh you especially in slipknot you can hear the band deciding in real time we're not going to play this song again <laughs> for a long time it was just so it wasn't even bad. It was just tentative, hesitant mm. in a way that Grateful Dead jamming so often isn't. It was the exact opposite of the fluidity that you want out of a Slipknot. Uh, I will say I enjoyed the Franklin's Tower a lot. Uh, I thought it had some good vibes. Like it was like walking down the street on a sunny summer day kind of music. Uh, <laughs> There's a confidence to the Franklin's Tower that's absolutely missing from the help slip, in my opinion. 
Jack Straw was good. It's not my favorite by 77 standards. Everything about it's played well. It just doesn't have that oomph that some later and earlier 77 renditions have. Uh, the ending half is especially tight, and I will give that a lot of credit. I thought Peggio was very pretty. Uh, Jerry's voice sounded great. The band was keeping it, like, bouncy. It was lively, but never for You know, it was still laid back, but, but yeah. always moving. Uh, Jerry's solo had a great example of Phil and Jerry interplay. I, Phil, in general, I, it might just be how loud he is in the mix, but I was very impressed with Phil throughout the night. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy the energy on El Paso. Phil is keeping it super lively, but honestly, I, I think this was the song that woke up Keith. This is the most animated I have heard him so far this evening, and from this point onward, he will be at about a similar level of, uh, of active playing compared to the first few tunes. Uh, Bobby's killing it. There's a really nice command over the dynamics to aid in the storytelling. Jerry's really on. Some really good stuff from El Paso. Um, Sunrise is fine. I do like it as a song. Uh, something's up with Donna's mic or something. You can't really hear her voice until the second verse. And even That's then, right. she's still a little quiet. The band is bringing a lot to like try and, and make it work. Uh, Jerry and Bobby's guitars are adding some real nice touches. Starts to get a little lost in the bridge, but uh, overall it works more than it doesn't. I thought Deal had a really good groove to it. It starts off fun, and I thought it got better and better as it went on. I really liked those triplet hits at the ending yeah. chorus of Deal. That's uh, the reason I knew it off the top of my head, is I liked it so much that I thought to write it down. Um, there's, there's something about 77 and Let It Grow being paired together that just feels dissonant to me. Yeah. Let It Grow, to, to me is a very high-energy song with a little bit of grit. There's a little bit of dirt in, in Let It Grow's eye. And this 77, polished, almost disco daddy kind of sound, it feels weird at the start, just for me. It, yeah. They started playing it, and I was like, I forgot they played Let It Grow at this point in the dead. But, but all that being said, I, this Let It Grow is probably the highlight of set one. Uh, the rhythm section is really bringing it. Uh, Bobby and Donna's harmonies are great. Uh, it doesn't get as loud as some of those, you know, 74 or mid-80s Let It Grows will get, but they have these very sudden dynamic changes, which really helps make the loudness hit you better. Uh, they bring a ferocity to the jam. Uh, it, it might sound disco dead, and it is a little disco dead, but they are ripping. Really like the Let It Grow. Also... Did anyone else hear supplication teases in the Let It Grow? I kept hearing that bow, 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 like yeah, it the... was. I could. It was more of a feel, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't a direct quote, but they, it felt like they kept doing that rhythm on purpose in a a, a Let It Grow kind or a supplication kind of way. Yeah, I think it was Phil, right? Yeah, it seemed like it was first Phil, and then other people would join in on him with him. Huh. Oh. Uh, but yeah, all that being said, I really like the Let It Grow. Um, I liked this first set. There are other October 77 shows I like more. The, uh, the 2nd and the 29th off the top of my head 
oh, I gotta go out more. I can't have other uh, two different October eighty nine uh, seventy seven shows. I like off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, I really I enjoyed this, especially that that let it grow to close. What did you think, game? I thought it was good. Um, I'm actually not gonna go through song by song because I'm gonna be echoing uh, most of what was already said. Uh, my biggest takeaway was. Uh, and I guess my biggest difference is I really liked the help slip, Frank. Um, really? Yeah, I didn't mind it at all. Uh, in fact, um, I did the old, um, I didn't go yeah or meh in my notes this week. I went the old-fashioned great or good. <laughs> um, and uh, help slip, Frank, got great. Wow. Um, everything, oh. else, everything else got good. Uh, let it grow got great. Uh, and then Sunrise got an UG. <laughs> so so uh, Sunrise was my thumbs down of uh, set one. But even that was good. Um, I'm just not a fan of Sunrise, really. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was a, a good set one. Great set one. Um, and the audio qualities of the recording I was listening to did not bother me all that much. Uh, normally... Um, audio quality really can bring me down and some of the songs was terrible audio quality in the recording i was listening yeah. to um but i still really dug it uh the, the one i was uh grooving on was the miller slash sir mick on the archive i don't know what you guys found. Uh, i normally yeah. always just click on the most viewed one but the miller one might have been second most viewed i think i'm not sure Actually, I can tell you, I can tell you right now. isn't credited. I always go with whichever one is most recent. <laughs> uh, when I'm, lo you know, when I'm eyeballing it. Uh, and yeah, I went with whichever one is source three of eight on re-listen. If that helps anybody. I was on... Yeah, no, mine actually is not sourced to anybody either. I'm a sourced uh, one of eight, so... Anywho, um, set two of ten eleven seventy seven kicked off with Dancing in the Streets, and we got Dire Wolf, Estimated Profit, Eyes of the World, Drums, Not Fade Away, Wharf Rat, and Around and Around. Uh, Nob, what was your thoughts on set two? I liked it. Um... I'll just say it up front. Now, the best part is the dancing in the street opener, but I do like the rest. Um, I, I said last week on the show that a, a 1974 weather report suite is peak Grateful Dead to me, and I feel exactly the same about a 77 dancing in the streets. It's one of those perfect song and era pairings that brings out not only the best in the band, but the best in the song. Uh, and this is a lot of fun. Uh, Jerry on the Mutron always sounds great. The drummers are given 110%. I love the little vocal jam and how quiet it got. Uh, I, I could tell that I've been listening to Too Much Fish because I was immediately <laughs> relieved that the vocal jam didn't get stupid within seconds. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and then the the jam section was just killer. The The whole band was bringing it. The rhythm section was on fire. Jerry had these great licks. Really tight in that chromatic part with the bum 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 bum. You know that part of dancing in the street. 
Uh, yeah, I really liked that and cannot stress enough how much I liked that. Um, this direwolf is well played, but if Dead and Company ever played a direwolf this slow, John Mayer would receive death threats. I, this, the tempo hmm. just did not work for me. I'm fairly but, certain they've played it this slow. I don't know. This was, this was a rough... This that this was probably the low point of the set for me. It still mm. being well played, but the energy just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like Direwolf. I did not yeah. care for it. Uh, I liked Estimated. It had this like sinister hangout vibe to it. I don't know how to describe it because Estimated always feels like the the Estimated Prophet character is speaking directly to you. And in this case, it feels like you're listening to your buddy who just, you just smoked a bunch of his weed, and now your buddy is rambling on about something insane, and you're, like, in his basement. That was the vibe that this estimated gave me. Did this happen to you yesterday? No, this isn't this even... Is very, very specific. I don't even have, like, a real experience that I'm thinking of in my mind. I'm sure I've lived it, but I, this is... That's just the vibe that the, the music was given off to me. It was... Like, freaky, but it was, like, mellow. That that bit of reggae influence in the song combined with these more sinister key lines from, from Keith. I don't... I don't know why my brain went straight to this metaphor, but that's truly the only way I feel like I can describe this prophet. Yeah. I liked it. Um, a, a nice contrast as we move into the good vibes of Eyes of the World. Mm-hmm. I... It, the rhythm section keeps it tight, but like you were saying before, Fig, about how some songs are are long and not not quite justifying their length. This is not an eyes that justifies its length to me. Uh, there's some great licks. Uh, I I really enjoy the Jerry solo, and then it keeps going and it starts to lose me. Um, it's a fine eyes, but it, it's definitely not a highlight of the set for me. Uh, drums was fun. It was short but sweet and cymbal-heavy to start, which is always fun. Just a nice contrast from the usual common bass drum sounds that usually start the piece. Um, it, it had a really nice transition into Not Fade Away. I loved this Not Fade Away. This is my other highlight of the set, and that feels weird to me. Because I'm not huge on Not Fade Away, but I am huge on this Not Fade Away. The pre-singing jam is great, the band's really stretching their legs, every musician is bringing some nice new ideas that they play around with, then when the song gets going, there's some nice tight harmonies, a lengthy Jerry solo that worked for me in a way that Eyes didn't. There were some tragic tape cuts in the tape that I was listening to, short, but but tragic, but otherwise an incredibly stellar rendition of the song. I loved, loved, loved that ending jam which was mostly Keith and Jerry back and forth, but everybody was kind of coming in and coming out, and it was making these cool sounds. I really liked it. <laughs> it kept seeming like the, uh, like the band was trying to take the not fade away into going down the road feeling bad, but the, the road leads to the wharf, I suppose. Um, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous wharf rat. The Jerry sounds great. At this point in the evening, the band is firing on all cylinders. Um, kind of a sleepy start to around and around, but, but, but it makes sense because the song needs some growing and and a place to grow so that when it gets to that high energy place, you feel like you've taken a journey. The journey started a little bit further back energy wise than I would have liked, but that's just me. 
overall, I really like this set. I really like this show. Uh, the dancing and the not fade away are the obvious highlights for me. Uh, what did you think, Fig? Yeah, sure. Um, I thought generally that the set two was dancing, direwolf, estimated eyes, not fade away, warfred, around, around. Uh, this was not anything akin to the 74 show we featured last week. Um, <laughs> this was, uh, I think they were trying to get out of Norman, Oklahoma. Mm. Um, if I had my dead base up, I would see where they were going to next, but uh, how many times did they play Norman, Oklahoma? Uh, but hey, they, they, they rocked Norman. So yeah, starting out with Danson. Okay, so uh, I wrote down that this was Mutron Mania, and and when we say Mutron, mm -hmm. uh, Nob mentioned it. I'm going to mention it. Uh, we're talking about Jerry's effects pedal, uh, the Mutron, and and that's it's kind of like an auto wah. I guess that's the best way to yeah. put it. Yeah, like so he's not actually doing the wah like um, you know what Hendrix would do, like where you're actually foot stomping. But yeah, the uh, I don't know how it works. I don't know if there's envelope filters or what's attached to it, but the the pedal kind of plays the guitar just like Jerry plays the guitar. And that's what you're hearing um, all throughout dancing, all throughout estimated. And it's really what gives them that kind of iconic uh, uh, sound. And I love it. It's, it's awesome. Uh, it's a great groove throughout uh, somewhat uneventful. Uh, I did not think it uh, deserved, you know, as much time as, as the band gave it, although they're, you know, you know, they, they had two portions where it was like dancing, dancing in the street. And that was for like, I don't know, 10 minutes and then the last like five minutes or seven minutes was uh just an instrumental and i think i like the instrumental better than the dance and dancing part uh dire wolf yeah so this was like a slow dirge it was a, a very interesting you know juxtaposition there with dancing um i really like uh jerry's vocals i did not like donna jean's harmonies however took a little bit away from it for me this is not a great donna jean night for uh in my estimation uh, and we run into Estimated Profit. Uh, this was more Mutron Mania. Uh, at times, it sounded akin to the song Machine Gun by Hendrix. And mm. what I mean specifically is, you know, Hendrix was famous for getting his wad to sound like someone crying, right? Because Machine Gun and it, yeah, has a Vietnam kind of yeah reference going on. And Jerry almost got that out of the Mutron. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, I got a big plus here for Phil and his zoomies. He was just kind of zooming all around the uh, the neck there. And I love this tone. Um, I actually really liked what Phil was doing all throughout the night, uh, especially in, in Estimated. And then we get to Eyes, which was a, a nice uh, breather after Estimated, which, which, got, which got dark. It got dark and heavy. I wrote that this was a sweet spot between the long grooves uh, and not being boring. So this is kind of different than uh, Nob's take. I thought I really like what they were doing there with eyes. Uh, I wrote that Phil was dancing with Jerry at one point musically, mm. which is kind of a cool uh, metaphor, I suppose. And Bobby and Keith were both comping their hearts out. It, it was interesting to me realizing that they're both pretty much filling the same role in the band, and somehow that works. 14 minutes of bliss. Uh, drums is... Uh, really short and even uh, game could like it. Uh, it was just more of an afterthought or a transition going to not fade away. This was a good toe tapper, but kind of outlived its, its welcome in my interest. This was like an 11 minute not fade away. Uh, Warfret was a very good rendition, but in the end, I thought it was nothing really special. Um, at one point, Jerry, I wish you kind of explored this more. His, his guitar sounded like a mandolin. Like he was playing, must've been playing up high on the neck or something. Uh, and that was that was really cool. Um, and then we got in a round around. It's a good way to take it home. Did they need an encore? Probably not. Uh, Dead Bass says that the sound check was Candyman. That would have been cool to hear. But overall, 
yeah, set two would have been um, set two was great. Uh, really liked it. Game. What are your thoughts? Um. Yeah. No. I am going to be an echo chamber once again. Uh, dancing in the streets was excellent. Um, real big uh disco vibes on that one. Uh, Dire Wolf was great. Estimated was great. Eyes was great. Um, I. <laughs> I have a note here. It's funny you said that I would even like drums because I have drums. Dash. <laughs> I I skipped because I was enjoying myself and I didn't want to bring down my vibe. So that was my uh, that was my notes. This on is gonna drums. be a thirty minute drums here. Um, not fade away was good. Warf Rat was great, and uh, I have around and around is excellent. Um, wow, that might have been the best round and around I've ever heard them do. To be honest with you, um, cool. I thought it was great. Um really really solid show um i mean i guess you really can't go wrong with 1977 in general but um really fantastic show my favorite year overall all right um let's scroll on through here and wrap on up and do our uh, our bookkeeping um book of the dead uh knob does this show make your book of the dead uh no, I mean the hi- the highlights are highlights, and they they do reach some really high points. But I, there's enough songs that I don't care for. It just kind of eh that I wouldn't put this in the book of the dead. Fig, does this show make your book of the dead? I would say no. I I would get I would reckon that seventy uh, seven would be the year with the most uh, that that would make my book of the dead. Uh but this one did not. Uh, I'm in agreement. It is a no for me. Uh, if you put this show probably in any other year besides 1977, it's probably a yes. Uh, maybe even just a yes just for the year. Uh, but yeah, uh, compared to some of the heavy hitters from 1977, um, this one doesn't quite cut the mustard, but it's still an excellent show. Like You won't go yeah. wrong listening to it. Um, it's just not up to snuff compared to the other 1977 shows. Uh, Fig, which set? Set one or set two? I'm going to be a set two homie tonight. Knob, set one or set two? I'm going to mix it up and go with set one. Ooh. Uh, as, as not into the, the help slip or the sunrise as I was, I think the rest of it was really strong. Um, I'm going to go with set two. Uh, just, just because I'm normally a podcast this week, (laughs) (laughs) normally I'm a set one boy, but, uh, set two does have four excellence on my rundown compared to the no excellences of set one. So, uh, please stick around after this podcast to hear set two of October 11th, 1977. Um, Fig, who was your show MVP? I'm going to go with uh, Phil Lash. Phil's great throughout, man. Knob, show MVP. I was also going to say Phil. I'm oh. going to still say Phil. You can. Um, yeah. I am. I do. And especially, like you said earlier, uh, Fig, that, that Phil and Jerry were dancing. There's a lot of songs tonight where you can hear Phil and Jerry dancing together. Yeah. And it, it just makes the whole night really shine in that way. This is definitely a great Phil night. 
We are going to go three for three with our MVPs. Uh, uh, and Phil Lesh is also my MVP. Uh, Nob, that's a great way to describe it, that you could hear them dancing with each other. Uh, yeah, you could you could definitely hear the fun um, going on. And, and, that, and that's what's so weird with, with, with then saying that, like, the show doesn't make the Book of the Dead or whatever. Like, it's an excellent yeah. show, but that's that's how good 19 um 77 is uh we did have one reddit comment this week from kylo ren's pecs we're all <laughs> thinking about kylo ren's pecs mission accomplished uh, that's um that's what i'm gonna be dreaming about tonight uh, here in just <laughs> a few short minutes uh and they let us know that this was indeed the last help slip franklin's until spring of 1983 so that's six years that's a pretty damn so long time half years yeah yeah, I mean, they definitely put that baby to rest. Yeah, a whole proper lineup changed before it came back. True. Yeah. I didn't well, think about that. Well, yeah, good point. Um, speaking, speaking of said lineup change, um, next week, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say anything negative. Uh, next week... We I thought you, have... you were saying you weren't going to do the podcast because of I'm the sense. Because, because of the, the year. I'm walking off. I'm walking off. Um, I can't do it. I love you. We, See you. We are. Uh, we get the opportunity to listen to <laughs> September sixteenth, nineteen ninety three, Madison Square Garden, New York City. Um, Nob, is your dad? Did your dad go to this one? My dad actually went to the two nights after this. He did not hit this one, but he did the seventeenth. Yeah, like I just checked out of curiosity. Ten nights so set like, uh, run or eight eight night run or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, whenever it's it's these these New York uh, '90s shows, he's pretty much always there. But he hit the next two nights, just not this Thursday show. Oh, okay. look, we get a uh, encore of Liberty, so that'll oh. be great. <laughs> I, uh, I want to hear a way to go home out of drums. Oh, oh God! Oh. But hey, hey, maybe I'll jump on next week and I'll be like, that Vince, he was crazy. <laughs> that was um, the best big, rain big I've show. ever heard them play. His Caterwauling. Oh, oh not awesome. Eternity. Oh, I'm not going to let Yeah, this. Eternity. Oh. I knew there was one, another stinker on there. But... I, that's, I, I've that's probably crazy. said this before and I'll probably say it again. That is my least favorite Grateful Dead song. And it is not close. It is, I have never had fun listening to that song. I've never even hated listening to that song. Time passes what feels like an eternity passes, <laughs> and then that song is over. Oh, I do not care for that one. And then they go uh, to Don't Ease Me Into Yeah, oh, yeah happy birthday, Like buddy. it's a joke. <laughs> like it's a joke. Uh, so once again, please make sure you uh, tune in next week to uh, listen to us enjoy uh, September 16th, 1993. Um, but that's going to be it for this evening. Um, as always, please go ahead and smash that subscribe button and like and share with any and all of your podcast loving, jam band loving, and Grateful Dead loving friends and family. Uh, you may find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded. However, you will not find us on a service that loosely rhymes with 
Apricotify. <laughs> uh, yes. you, may, you may find us directly on the web at helponthewaypod.podbean.com. You may email us at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. You may always communicate with us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead. And my dead Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash the GD channel. Uh, any parting words uh, from Knob or Fig for this evening? Nope. Yes. Uh, I looked it up because it was asked before. Uh, the Grateful Dead would play in Oklahoma, the state, four more times after this show, but this is the only Grateful Dead show in Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, and I would just say Apricotify sounds delicious. It does sound pretty good, doesn't it? I agree. Uh, and on that note, uh, thank you all once again for listening to the Help on the Way podcast.
Moving my feet. Yeah. 